welcome to Split the Screen episode 34. 34 episodes of Split the Screen. Just exactly what I just said, but moved it around a bit. Your maths gets better by the week. Yeah, it helps when I write it in the title and work <laughs> it out first. I used my uh, calculator and uh, yeah, and now I the know. Plus one. Plus, ooh, yeah, that was, uh, it's difficult sometimes. But welcome, welcome. I'm back. I am uh, welcome, biggest Benus or Ben, you can call me. And I'm joined as always by the one, the only Euro Gamer putting the gay into it, Ed Nightingale. How are you doing, Ed? Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I am. I am good. Thank you. I am good. It's uh, it's been quite a good week. <gasps> yeah, Lots it has gaming stuff. Lots of gaming. It's a good gaming week. In fact, now it's just kind of like non-stop, isn't it? Um, yeah. There's just so much. the next couple of weeks, well, up until the end of March is is wild for gaming releases. So, lots to keep us busy. Uh, and Dini says, "Hello, is this live?" Put shoe on head. I don't have a shoe, but I do have a switch controller. There you go. Uh, but we are live. Yeah, this is the first time I've streamed since the last podcast. It's been a bit hectic trying to sort out accommodation, but I am. This is actually the final podcast where I'm going to be recording it from Cardiff, unless something disastrous <gasps> happens. Um, I think nothing disastrous will happen. Good, but I like to expect. I expect disaster. Then when disaster doesn't happen, I'm not let down too much. So uh, yeah, or if yeah, it's it's the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, knock on wood. Everything. Yeah, this is the last one from uh, Cardiff tomorrow. It, from Cardiff tomorrow is my final stream from Cardiff, um, and then next Thursday's episode. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, I might potentially be back streaming by then. There's a small chance of that, um, but it might be a couple of weeks later, if not. Um, but I will, but next uh, Thursday, the podcast will be going ahead. I just might be in Ed's room. Uh, just <laughs> sign the back. Yes, we're going <laughs> to be joined. Uh, yeah, we'll be joined by a another guest. However, we are joined by a guest today. The one, the only... Soul Body Geek, aka Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? Hey, I'm doing really good. Thanks. Thanks I, for having me on the show. Thank you for joining, and uh, thank, thank you for joining us at short notice as well. Because once again, I just totally forget, and then it's like the day before. I'm like, shit, I need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Ed, Ed sent me a message this morning. He was like, "You did message Amanda, didn't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, so that was a lie. Was it, it was a lie. I did lie to you uh, this morning. I was Thanks. like, "Yeah." It well, was like woke woke up at seven a.m. just after seven. I was like. Yeah. did i read this right well, like, oh okay this is in five hours this well you did fine. say you did say like you did message amanda didn't you and then i messaged amanda and then replied with like yeah <laughs> so like wow when i replied i had messaged so technically it wasn't a lie <laughs> no exactly i would never would never lie but how amanda are you amanda good i'm really good i'm playing a lot of elden ring oh my and, god and i mean like that's my life i'm working and I'm playing Elden Ring. So if um if that's good, then I'm good at doing great. Excellent. Because you're yeah, that's a, that's an interesting accent, uh, Amanda. Where are you from? And what do you do? As in like streaming? We don't need to know your uh, personal stuff. We don't want to dox you. Okay, I'm uh, Canadian. I live in Northern Ireland, but I also live in Canada. I'm like kind of split, split the Sloan. It's like split the screen, but sloning. Wow. Um, well, <laughs> well, that maybe came out wrong. <laughs> and, <laughs> All right. I am one half of Geek Herring, 
Yes. You probably know my co-host, Moni, Monica Rabensteiner, and we stream on That's the one. Rabensteiner. It's a critical geek culture podcast, and we talk about intersectional feminism and geek culture. And you stream kind of like more or less at the same time, but on a Wednesday, don't you? Yeah, we so do. If there are any other Every podcasts, other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. If there are any podcast addicts here, then you can get, I'll say almost double your fix. If it's every other Wednesday, almost double your fix. Um, but yeah. So, and the next one is next Wednesday, right? Because you didn't do one yesterday. That's correct. And can we, I know. What can we expect in next week's? Ooh, spoilers. Yes. We're going to talk about the games that make you cry. Ooh. So Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Elden Ring, Celeste. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else, but there, there will definitely be the, the, the ones that make you want to throw your controller across the room. Oh, yeah. it's like oh, crying that, from rage as opposed to yeah. crying. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, fine. Like, is it still fun when you want to rage? <laughs> mm, that is That's a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, well, obviously, um, I mean, Elder Rings come out, but we've been absolutely obsessed playing with Horizon Zero Dawn, haven't we? Or whatever the new one's called. I don't even know the name. What is it? Forbidden, Forbidden West? Horizon you know Forbidden it West. so well that you even know the name. <laughs> well, I bought it with my hard-earned money, downloaded it, I think. I don't think even... I don't know if I downloaded it, to Did be honest. Did you not even download it? I don't it? think I downloaded it. In fact, the amount of... You need of... to do that before you move. <sighs> yes, I do. Because I literally download... No, I bought Just it, not. downloaded it on Ed's PS5 so he could play a little bit, and then didn't play any of myself, and then that's it. I haven't touched it. fine it's very pretty i mean i've barely played it either (laughs) (laughs) but speaking of games that aren't pretty elden ring how are you enjoying uh well i the one of the reasons i really wanted amanda on this stream today was because she's brand new to souls i don't think have you played any of the other souls games like at all i have not never i've seen uh, my fiance tom through extra lives i've seen him play some dark souls 3 and was like this looks stressful and that's it. That's my experience. Yeah. As, as much to watch as to play? I, I guess. I mean, I've only ever <laughs> watched him. Just do you tell him bit. what to do? Do you tell him like, oh, he shouldn't, shouldn't have died there. I should have rolled. No. <laughs> <laughs> you value that relationship. <laughs> uh, whereas I was... No backseating. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know when my opinion is wanted and that was not the time. <laughs> yeah, I was... Um, trying to wind that up on his stream when he was playing Elden Ring. Uh, and it worked. Two days ago. Yeah, he got <laughs> very, very angry. Uh, very angry man. Who was Ed? I mean, you did spend a lot of time trying to beat someone that I beat on my second go. Don't start. <laughs> Don't start. And and how many times did it take you to do the ice guy yesterday? Oh, that's because he's weak to magic and I've, I haven't got a magic build. So obviously it was going excuse, to be more difficult. Yeah. That's not an excuse. <laughs> I did it on the third go. Wow. Look, I just wish that I could do any of them on a third go or 20 <laughs> ago. It's like 50, 75, 140. I'm like, I finally <laughs> beat it. I was ra- I was ranting about that boss to Amanda when you were getting a drink and uh, and she said she was like oh I dream of getting a boss on the twenty fifth go. So Amanda, what made you want to dive into Elden Ring, having not played any of the other Souls games? Um, it is one hundred percent my friend Josh's fault. Okay, one hundred percent. I I was not interested, but 
he was so excited and he kept talking to me and being so excited. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm playing this with you. <laughs> so it's him. And now I'm happy because I love it. And also it's really nice to be in the hype with it. Have you been, um, have you been summoning him in or are you trying to do it all solo or what are you no. doing? No. Because he plays on PS5 and I play as on PC. Oh, well, that's be interesting. Another great addition, because now we can ask you what it's like on PC. Because uh, we're on PS5, mm. you're on PC. Yeah, a lot of reports of of dodgy visuals and frame rates and things like that, and it not running very well on PC. And a lot of people are very disappointed. I am mm. not like super disappointed. Um, because I have no real experience otherwise on how it's supposed to run. And also I'm running on a laptop. So like, it's not even just like, it's just a little laptop and it's running fairly well for me. I just had always been putting down frame rate issues to the fact that it's my laptop and my internet, but maybe that's not the case at all. Um, I have encountered the invisible enemies, which was fun. I'm like, who's hitting me? What? <laughs> oh, that's annoying. <laughs> Yeah, like apparently there is a thing. There's a, a bug that some of the enemies are just not actually there. Like they're invisible and they still do damage. Wow. And I'm like, oh, hello. But just relogging the game sorted it out. Okay, good. I think, yeah. How, <laughs> how much, so angry. Exactly. How much rage would you have if you were killed by an invisible enemy? And it was a glitch, not an actual invisible enemy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I Yeah. Um, my only, my biggest issue was actually the first night it came out like last week and I, my controller wouldn't work and I tried troubleshooting and apparently there's like this known PC glitch that Xbox controllers might not work. So I started the first three hours with mouse and keyboard. Oh, let no. me tell you, that is not a good time. <laughs> Ooh, I can't imagine <laughs> that playing is with the mouse and keyboard. opposite of a good time. What about with a Wii, uh, a Wii Fit controller or whatever they call the Switch Switch Fit. I mean the Ring Fit Adventure ring, controller. Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, exactly. I saw that. <laughs> or the Wii Fit Balance Board. Yeah. 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 People playing Elden Ring with the Ring Fit Adventure controller. And the other um, Ring Fit, the thing that people have been fitting into their ring. Um, you saw that. You saw that tweet, didn't you? That yes. Well, oh, yeah. someone has connected a butt plug to Elden Ring, so every time you get hit, you get a lovely little vibration. Yeah. Yeah, I decided not yeah. to write a new story on that. As much as I was going to write, you died, more like you came. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, I can't really get away with that. It's basically my favorite Elden Ring news of the day. <laughs> In butt plug Elden Ring, boss finishes you. <laughs> Elden Rim, more like. Oh. <laughs> well, it went there. How long have we been uh, live for? About 10 minutes? Perfect. Amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, Ed... You are a Souls veteran. You have played all of the Souls games. How many have you finished? I would not say I'm a veteran. I've I've at least played them all. I have finished Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3. That's it. But not one, and not Bloodborne, and not Sekiro. No, I have played them a fair bit, but I've not finished them. Okay. Um so yeah, I feel like I sort of knew what I was getting myself in for. What starting Eld uh, Elden Ring? I was about to say Elden Souls then. Elden Ring. Um, you do not collect souls in the game, no matter how many no, times. I keep calling it Souls and Bonfires mm. instead of Runes and Grace. Uh, wherever Grace is, she's everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I sort of knew what I was getting myself in for. And I feel like I've been able to sort of jump straight in understanding like the different attributes and how to level up and sort of the idea of how the game works. Um, it is literally just Dark Souls in an open world. That's literally the game. Um, that's the only advancement that they've made. It does make quite a big improvement, I think, in that you can just run past things or run away from things <laughs> if you're stuck, which is nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it definitely brings back, for me anyway, a bit of that sort of Breath of the Wild sense of adventure of you're making discoveries and you can look on the map and say, oh, that looks like there's something interesting there. I'm going to run over and die immediately um, and see what's there. Um, so it's definitely bringing back that sense of adventure, which is nice. But otherwise, yeah, it is very much just Dark Souls in an open world. And I think a lot of people didn't yeah. necessarily expect that. Or there are people, I guess, maybe like Amanda, who are sort of newcomers to it um, and are maybe a bit shocked by the difficulty. I mean, you said, you know, you've watched your fiance playing it, so you knew a little bit about Dark Souls. But I think there might be people who know nothing about Souls and have got swept up in the hype, bought this game and been like, this is too hard. I can't do this. <laughs> and have just mm. completely bounced off it. I can see that. Like, I can see people being overwhelmed with it because, like, even though I knew how hard it was supposed to be based on it being a Souls game, mm. I'm definitely like, if it weren't so pretty, would I keep playing? Yeah, I. Because, that's another yeah. thing I was saying. Like, Sekiro was quite bright as, as far as I remember. But is this the first kind of game where there's been a lot where it's just, like, really colorful and really bright and it's out in, you know, you're on the beach in the sun at some point? I mean, vague sun through sort of mist. Yeah. But yeah, it's the, the trees are bright. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the previous Souls games are very downtrodden, um, very dark, very miserable. Um, and that, I think, sort of adds to that atmosphere and the mood of those games. And I think why a lot of people like them, because it's that idea of, you know, you're overcoming adversity mm-hmm. um, and when the game is so dark, it kind of has that oppressive, miserable feel to it that then sort of adds to that feeling of, oh my God, this is so difficult and I'm stuck. And and then when you finally beat that boss and you finally get to an area where there's sunlight and you get the whole praise the sun meme, um, you know, you finally get that moment of elation. So it kind of adds to the atmosphere, but yeah, this definitely feels like there's room to breathe in a big open world. Mm. John says in the chat, main thing to ask yourself when playing a game is, am I having fun? Am I enjoying this? And it is true. And this is one of the first ones where I've not, I feel like it's not wasting my time. Um, it's one where if you're killing, a, you know, if you're against a boss, chances are that there's a, a save point just outside. Especially, I think, it, is it the is it the bosses that are like the main story, the ones that you have to do? There's like a save point very close to them. Uh, whereas sometimes the other ones might have a little bit of a dungeon to crawl through, but you, you usually know yeah. the, the quick way to get past and you don't need to fight any enemies. There was one like down a mine where this guy with fire with a flamethrower kept chasing me every time I went for the boss. So uh, that, that wound me up a bit. But like, you know, it does. It feels like it's not wasting my time. And yeah, the the fun moment though, I mean, it is great fun. I enjoy the battles, but that moment when you do defeat the boss on the third, fifth, 25th, 100th time is is really rewarding. It's like the best feeling. It is like it just it makes it all worth it that you're grinding this out and getting frustrated. I mean, I'm probably getting more frustrated than you guys with your skills and your. No, magic no, no. And, I like, get very honestly. angry. <laughs> um, 
because I, I was watching you play the other day, Ed, and I was like, magic just changes everything. Why didn't I go for magic? <laughs> Always, <laughs> I've gone for magic in every person. <laughs> and I know people say it's the easy mode, but I'm like, why do I want to swing a sword when I can shoot magic? I just think yeah. it's cooler. So bite me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always go for the the melee because I just I, I just wail. I press buttons and I hope that something happens. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work great um, in this game because you actually need to move and dodge and use a shield, which I don't normally do. So I'm like, I guess I should equip this and hope that I uh, can actually block something. Yeah, and it's, unfortunately, it's, not, it's one of those that you can't butter mash whatsoever, even against... No. And like you can't face three enemies at once. It's almost impossible. Because, yeah, yeah, one of them will hit you and then will do damage. Yeah. yeah. There are, I think, like I say, because there are so many similarities with the, with the other Souls games, there are things that I think maybe I've picked up along the way that I've just brought into Elden Ring. So things like, yes, when there's a group of enemies you try and aggro one of them and pick them off one at a time. Like that's a a real skill that you just have to do in all of them. Like do not take on more enemies than, than you can manage or do not button mash. Even when you think you want to, Um, Mm -hmm. you have to be really calm. You have to be patient. Patience is the, is the biggest skill in any souls game. They need Um, the, um, they need the rock. Was it, which game was it? Was it Assassin's Creed or something? Or which is the one where you throw a rock and they go, or was it maybe Far Cry? Where you've got rocks and you're trying to oh, pick them I mean, off one by one. Horizon has that. I think they have a whistle down there. Cry. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish they had that because sometimes I'm like, I can see ten enemies, and I wish I could just go and uh, yeah, take them all out at once. But I'll take them all one by one. I mean, instead of taking them all on, but. But at least in this, you've got stealth, so you can just sneak up on them, and and you know that first camp area, you can literally get through the whole thing without even being seen, mm-hmm. which is very Sekiro, which is bringing you know some of those elements on. The fact you can jump as well seems the most ridiculous thing because Mario has been jumping for decades and yet we're praising a game because you can jump in it. I've 17 hours in and I've only just discovered that you can run while crouching. I'm 26 I... hours in and you just taught me something. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I did not know that either. You can crouch, hold circle <laughs> and you walk and you run while crouching and you're silent as well. Wow. There you go. I did not know that. <laughs> I realized that you couldn't stealth while holding a shield up. Yeah, you can't do that with a shield. Yeah. Yeah. Caps is more of a shuffle than a run. It's faster than a normal walk crouching. And if there's an enemy and you need to get there quickly before it turns around and comes back forwards, it's uh, it's really helpful. Yeah. You mentioned the um the checkpoints as well, which I really like because I think because you can restart close to a boss, but you can also run away from it really easily. So it's kind of like Uh, you know, with the previous Souls games, it would be, okay, I've got 5,000 Souls. I don't want to lose them. I'm too scared to try a boss. So I'm going to go grind for a bit and then spend my Souls so that I can go into a boss with nothing. Yes, and then I it doesn't matter if I die. Whereas with this, it's like I can recklessly throw myself into a boss because I'm excited to see what it looks like. And then if I die, well, I don't have to go back very far. And then I can just charge him with a horse, mm. pick up my runes and charge back out again and go somewhere yeah. else entirely. So... I feel like it really wants you to experiment and wants you to try out new things and throw yourself in, which I really like. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And I also love the fact that the bosses are all kind of optional and you can choose which one you want to go for because like I said, we had the complete opposite reaction with two bosses. There was one boss that did the Bloodhound one or whatever it was called, who was really 
kind of weak if you were if you were had a sword and a decent uh, shield. I like I said, killed it second go. And then there's another one, this ice dude, who is really uh, he's weak to magic, but really like it's very difficult because he's so agile. It's very difficult to face if you're just like melee focused. And the fact that yeah, the other one I killed quite quickly, the bloodhound. But it took me. I had to really kind of pretty much over level for him before I was beaten. Before I could actually uh, kill the ice dude. So the fact that you could just kind of okay, that one's gonna be yeah, he's weak to magic. He's he'd be better if I had a magic build. So I'm gonna wait and I'll kill him much later when I'm higher level and I can just kind of cheese him a bit like that. And I don't know. In previous Souls games, it felt. I think obviously they've always had optional bosses. Um, but is it? In the older ones where you had like a, a brick wall that you came up to, did they have, was it like, okay, this one is, you're going to need a magic build if you're going to be uh, facing this one or this one, if you're a, a strength build, it's going to be much easier. Um, the bosses all have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, if you are a magic build, maybe you'll find certain bosses easier than a melee build might be. Mm-hmm. Um that said, you can then, I guess, just go and grind and 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 uh, you know change, level up, however you need to. Or um, in every game, there's always a person you can go to to respec. So yeah. you can spend souls to basically rearrange and say, okay, well actually, I leveled up strength too much, so I'm going to take that down a couple and add a bit more to this. Um, I believe there's one of those in Elden Ring as well. Um, or your other Amanda's like, oh, I can start. be. Uh, you might be able to do <laughs> I, your I magic, did, I did Amanda. I hear that. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. You can. You basically you can change your mind halfway through and just completely change your character if you want. Um, or you can just summon someone. So you know, if you're having trouble and someone uh, a boss is weak to magic, you can summon someone and hope that they've got magic. Um, but yeah, there is very much that sort of brick wall, and you. Uh, you can't continue with the game until you get past that. And that can be frustrating. Whereas um, this one, you can grind so much. And I also love the yeah. area that you start in. It's a pretty big area. There's like some like extra areas around it that you can go to and, and find. There's like there's two castles, whatever, in the first area, I would say. And then, and I love that. Yeah, so that looked big. And I was, I was looking for an item. So I obviously went to Google and tried to see, oh, where can I get this item? Because I'm, you know, I, I don't want to waste my time looking everywhere for it. And then it and it sent me to like an interactive map and it showed me the map. And I, I don't remember much of it, but I remember being like, oh, wait, that tiny area on the map is where, to me, is the whole world. Like, I couldn't believe. And it just seems like a really... I did look at a couple of things on there. I didn't... like Just, just like the layout of the land and what could be there. And it just seemed like a really, really interesting map. Like, I can't wait to explore it more and further. Because like by the time I finish Elder Ring, if I ever do, I, you know, it feels like a game I, I could get there because I, I am enjoying it so much it would be yeah it would be really it just it just looks like an incredible map with an incredible like diverse areas i saw melamanon was fighting like a giant in the in the snow today um wow. but he was way he's way ahead yeah i love how the map is kind of blacked out until you mm. you find the the map segments mm-hmm. um but then I I discovered a treasure chest in the, the southern area and it teleported me to a different area. And when I zoomed out of the map, it was way up in the north. That's where I've like, been teleported. So yeah. far away. And I'm like, what? <laughs> is the map that big? Uh, which is wild. I got cheesed. Mm-hmm. I, I found a cheese. Well, I say I found a cheese. I found a cheese on Twitter. And I, yeah, did a little mission in the starting area and he sends you to an area miles away. 
And then there's loads of these enemies just wandering around on their own and you can backstab them, kill them. And you get over a thousand runes, not souls, runes each. So people can just like farm as much as you want when you're low level. Obviously, it's not going to be effective when you're uh, when you're leveling up higher. But that's an interesting one. That's the thing. Like, you know, that there was a lot of talk about souls games and accessibility and difficulty and that sort of thing. And I think the the important thing with this game is people are saying it's the most approachable because uh, yeah. accessible is a very different thing. And there are definitely not enough accessibility options in this game. Um, but it's definitely the most approachable. There are lots of different ways of approaching the game, be it through different combat builds or running away <laughs> or stealth or just grinding. You know, there are loads of different ways of, of playing the game. And I think that's part of the reason why so many new people are getting into it because there isn't just that brick wall and that that typical souls thing of get good there's only one way of playing it like yeah. actually there are so many different ways of playing this game and and approaching it from different angles and people love that um newcomers especially I mean, amanda how how have you found that in terms of its approachability yeah i, I once i got past the mouse and keyboard issue i've actually found it pretty good with you know teaching me and I'm not a good gamer like this and this isn't my type of game at all like because I like a direct quest line that I can follow and lots of stories and this doesn't have it and yet I find it addictive and also like with the difficulty level for me like it's a challenge so I know that if like I know that there's a lot of issues with accessibility and difficulty levels and and it's not a game for everyone but I'm finding it is good um and it's giving me that challenge that apparently I like in a game. Who knew? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> have you um have you been using any of the I mean I know you'll be using the summons that they've got in there. Are they uh <laughs> it's frozen on a very <laughs> interesting oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> interesting face. because um, obviously there's summons where you can bring in uh, like wolves or the jellyfish and things like that that people are enjoying. Have you done any of the summoning with uh, NPCs or with other people? coming in because you can actually summon in random people that aren't on your friends list just a, a random person i haven't um i don't like to play games with other people <laughs> unless i know them um, but i have used the jellyfish <laughs> i've used the wolves and i've used um in front of the first boss there's like you can summon in someone and i brought them in to yeah to help and because i'm like hello give me every help that you possibly can thank you i will accept this gratefully yeah, I tried that once. He he actually died and then I died. So it wasn't useful in the end. I didn't use it again. But I think that's that person that comes to help you. Isn't it a story? It's like part of the there's a law to it or something like it fits into the story that why they would help you. Which boss? I think so. The I first think, one. Yeah. What's his name? Um, uh, Margaret. Mar Margaret. Yeah. yeah. Um, Margaret. It, it, is she the Margaret. one that she came to at one of the graces and she was like, I would like to help you with this. Just summon me. And I was like, yes, I will. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> is a quest line. Interesting. Okay. I, I have ignored the summons, but that's because I'm the same as Amanda. And I'm like, I will do this by myself. I want the satisfaction of being it myself. I don't want someone at 30 levels higher than me to just come in and a couple of, you know, spells and it's dead. Um, mm -hmm. I like the satisfaction of, you know, going through 20 times or however many and and finally doing it yourself. So for me, that's what I really like. And I would rather hit that brick wall on my own <laughs> than, than someone, someone else in. But it's nice that there is that assistance there. Um, mm -hmm. 
But for me, if I was going to do that, I would rather do that with someone I know to say, look, I want to fight this, but I've done it a hundred times and I can't do it. If you could just stand at the back and just throw in a couple of extra hits to help me, that'd be great. Um, yeah. But I don't. And it would be different for me. Like and... if I could play with with one of you guys or with my friend Josh. Like, but you're all on PS5, and that doesn't help me at all. So get money PC onto PC. Things. Get money. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> it would be hilarious. Herring does Elden Ring. Mm-mm. We need to we, see that. We talked about this, and then I was like, actually, money. You would hate this game. Like, just don't. <laughs> just just don't. We're gonna Packing bypass this all together. <laughs> Oh, it would be hilarious. So also yeah. then, as as a newcomer to sort of Souls, do you feel like this is a bit of a gateway for you that maybe you might go back and play the other Souls games? Or do you think this is this is it? It's just Elden Ring. We're, we're that, ask me again in six months after I've completed all of them. Great. Sorry, six we'll years. We'll hold you to that. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> like as if I'll even be finished Elden Ring in six months. Okay. You're ahead of me. You're maybe me, to be fair. I maybe level wise, but I basically like I can't really progress anywhere because I have a boss over here that I can't beat, a boss over here that I can't beat, one up here that I just can't get past. And I'm like, okay, I'll just keep running around. I'm having a great time, even though I'm not actually doing anything. And that is all that matters. I mean, yeah. ultimately, because it's such a big game, like how do we even measure how far through are you? Because someone mm-hmm. might have ridden all the way across the map and unlocked the whole map, but not beaten any bosses. Or yeah. you might have done 10 bosses just in the first area and, and not gone any further. So just yeah. that's the thing is that, you know, just play it however you want to. And it's a real up yours to the rest of the Souls community that are like, this is the play where you play it. No. <laughs> the game does not want to be played that way suck it yeah. up and it's got a very confusing tutorial that you've upset the gamers today haven't you ed i have i mean i sort of did it on purpose <laughs> Excellent. um I don't yes believe that. <laughs> me they're I'd so easy that. they're such snowflakes aren't they right just one provocative headline and yeah. you know that's all it takes um that's the thing with no, video wrote... gamers though they read a headline and then make the article up in their head and then respond to that article that they've made up in their head Mm-hmm. It's because they yeah. can't read. Of course. Uh, no, I wrote um, Elden Ring has a tutorial problem, um, which obviously riled people up. But the point of it was that the tutorial itself um, is literally down a hole at the start and it is mm-hmm. completely missable. I missed it when I played it because having played previous Souls games, I knew, well, I mean, pretty much any video game, you don't just jump down a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably going to kill you. Now, yeah, admittedly, there is a character... leads to death. <laughs> yeah, there's a character there who does say something about vaguely learning, um, but my brain immediately just went, no, I'm, that looks like it's too far to fall. That's going to be major fall damage. I'm not interested. So I ran off and I went into the main game and completely missed the tutorial, which meant I missed the whole thing about how to do a guard counter, um, which is quite important. <laughs> um, so... You know, I, I completely miss that. And I think a lot of other people miss that as well because because it's completely optional and it's it's that typical soulsy thing of being very vague. Now, in mm-hmm. a sense, that's kind of teaching you about Souls games that, you know what, this game isn't going to hold your hand. You have to, you know, experiment and you have to throw yourself off, off a cliff to see what happens. Um, but when it comes to like 
a really basic tutorial of this is the basics of how to play the game. We all know it's going to be very, very difficult. So let's at least teach people the basics in a very obvious way. So at least, you know, you know, vaguely how to play the game. To me, that sounds pretty fair. You know, by all means, make it optional, but just signpost it a little bit further, I I would argue. And especially with the whole approachability and accessibility option, you know, people coming into this for the first time, maybe not knowing the controls of how to play a Souls game and, and actually just missing that entirely and just being completely lost. Whereas had it been a little bit more signposted, I think it's only fair that people should be able to learn the tutorial a little bit more easily. Um, yeah. You were getting ready it, to rape. Apparently, it. that riled people up, and people said, "Oh, you've never played the third game." I'm like, "Actually, I have. Go fuck yourself." Because yeah, the headline was Elden Ring has a tutorial problem, and people are like, "What?" Obviously, this article is talking about how it needs a tutorial mode, and we need to go through a long tutorial to learn these things. Oh my goodness me! And I'm outraged. It's like, wait, wait a second, just read it. It's legit, it's kind of a bit of a tongue in cheek article about how there's a guy who's like jumping that hole and people have gone, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. It was very tongue in cheek. It was also an excuse just to write praise the hole as, as a strap line, yeah. because why not? And put, put in some hole jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know that from talking to other people saying no names, I'm not the only person that missed the hole. I, I didn't because I'd heard somebody said that the tutorial has, is really missable. And someone's like, oh, I didn't talk to the guy who literally says, here's the tutorial. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it then. And then you watch me do it. And you're like, if you get something good at the end of this, <laughs> you're going to be mad. I did, I did watch you do it. And then you got a really useless item that I was like, okay, I didn't need to. <laughs> but I did learn about guard counters. So I probably should have done that. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, it was, I, um, in, it's, uh, yeah. Sorry, Amanda. I was just going to say, I did the tutorial. I didn't miss it, but I was like, am I actually supposed to jump down this hole? I was very disbelieving. Yeah. Um, as you would but, be. That's a normal response, I feel. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, well, I'm at the beginning. So, you know, if I die, I don't have to go very far. And uh, that was my justification for it was a risk worth jumping taking. down the hole. <laughs> um, but this guard counters, though, like with melee weapons, one sword in each hand, which is what they give you as a warrior to start with. It doesn't work to guard counter like there's no blocking with it. Or if if there is, I just suck oh. at it and I can't do it because the only way I have figured out to block is with a shield, which they don't give you to start. I was going to ask what, what class you started as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Warrior gives you the chance to dual wield, right? Yeah. And that's what you start with. You don't start with a shield. And let, well, unless I missed it, which like, don't take my word as gospel because I suck at this game. I also don't think you could guard counter with a staff. I might be wrong there, but also a staff is weak anyway because why would you hit someone over the head with a bit of wood um yeah. so unless you're gandalf yeah. if only yeah if only so i mean overall ed as a person who's really into souls what how are you finding elden ring what do you think of it like i said i am i'm really enjoying it i was excited to play it already I saw all the 10 out of 10 reviews and thought, okay, now I'm really excited to play it. Um, having read the reviews and not just looked at the scores. Um, and now that I'm playing it, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed by it at all. It's just, it is what I expected it to be. It's open world Dark Souls. And it's not groundbreaking. And I'm not like, oh my God, but I'm really into this game. I've got sucked into it. 
but I'm not like, this is my favorite game ever, which for me, a 10 out of 10 would be. So in essence, I prefer it to Dark Souls, but it's not as good as Breath of the Wild. It's no Breath of the Wild. Well, according to Metacritic, it's close. Not close enough. <laughs> and Amanda, what do you find? How are you finding it then? Is is this like awakening something that's quite new for you then, these type of games? It is. Um, I think I like it visually more than anything. Like I'm just walking around. This is the prettiest game ever. It's giving me some major Skyrim vibes, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is my favorite game of all time. Um, so I can see there's that. that, except there's just, there's that quest element that's missing for me. So I do feel aimless. I'm like, I'm not sure what I am supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. um, but it's not actually taking away my enjoyment, which is nice. Um, I don't know that it's like, I'd, it's not in my top, like my top space, but you know, it's, it's an enjoyable experience and I'm having a lot of fun, but my fun might be more like messaging my friends and being like, oh my gosh, like this just happened. Or like, did you see, have you guys been in like, crypt below the first castle like stormvale castle not yet no okay message me when you do because i shit myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a few moments with uh yeah shit myself i think that's Mm -hmm. that's a cool thing with this game is that because it doesn't hold your hand and give you those quests it's up to you to stumble upon things and i think that's when a real community builds up around a game and i think that's what happened with the first dark souls game um is that this community builds up of, oh my God, have you seen this? Have you done that? Um, people leaving those cryptic messages to try and help one another. Um, there's a there's a great book um, by Jason Killingworth and Keza McDonald, who are two game journalists, called You Died, which is all about the first Souls games. And one of the things that happened with the first Dark Souls game was when reviewers were playing it for review, obviously there were no walkthroughs, there were no guides but it's one of those games that's incredibly difficult. And so they basically all started messaging each other to be like, well, hang on, have you done this boss? And how did you do that? And have you discovered this? And that sort of started this community that then really built around the Souls games. And I think that's really building around Elden Ring. It's completely taken over like games, social media, um, everyone's talking about it and they're all sharing their discoveries. And I think that's something that happened right back to like the first Zelda game where again, there, there was no quest lines, no, you know, stuff like that, no, no walkthroughs really, unless you called up Nintendo. Um, so it was up to people to talk to each other. And that, I think, like you say, is half the fun of the game is the community around it as much as it is actually playing it. It is. And I feel like, you know, when uh, an enemy or even just like an NPC or something that you see trending on Twitter, like, oh, look, look how cool this guy is. And then I see that I'm like, I'm meeting a celebrity, like look, celebrity sighting and taking pictures because like, it just, it's exciting. And there, there is that like, I don't know, hype or something. Absolutely. I don't know what the word is, <laughs> but it's there and I've got it. Ben, what are your final thoughts for today on Elden Ring? Uh, I want to go play more Elden Ring now. <laughs> I'm loving it. Although, um, yeah, a game comes out tomorrow that I'm going to play a lot of, and I can't wait. A bit of uh, triangle strategy. No, uh, Gran Turismo 7 is out, which is very, very different to Elden Ring. It is the mm-hmm. Elden Ring of racing games, uh, and I can't wait. No, I'm joking. It actually looks quite good and plays really well, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that tomorrow. Nice. Well, I'm much more excited about triangle strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have no time to play because that's another however long RPG that mm. I do not have time for. 
Oh, that's uh, actually a game. Oh, okay, sorry. Yes. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a terrible name, but it's called Triangle Strategy. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, uh, replying replies to your uh, Eurogamer article about uh, people missing the tutorial because I was like, yeah, I well, I I just literally spoke to that guy because somebody had told me to miss it, and someone said. So you enter a place with only one NPC to interact with before leaving and you don't. That's a you problem. Ignoring the what was clearly placed for you to interact with. It's not like you can talk to the wrong NPC. You don't believe him. What do you have to lose if you die? Sorry for not gushing a game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some gay. I hate gamers. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah. I don't know. Gamers shouldn't be allowed to. It's fun to roll them up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to reply with stay mad. <laughs> uh, wait, what? Yeah, sorry for not gushing about a game you love because there's nobody else who loves you in your life. And yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll reply to that cunt later. Anyway, later. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, well, are we, uh, have you played anything else? No. <laughs> yeah, Andy no. Crush? Candy Crush. How's Candy Crush going, Amanda? Terribly. I'm stuck. Yeah. It's just my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which is harder, Candy Crush or uh, a Candy Crush or uh, or uh, Elden Ring? You know, when when they're both hard, you know, it's it's comparable. Mm, yeah, I think I think Candy Crush is harder. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Is it? Does it? Is it got to a point where it's like demanding that you uh, pay real money? Oh, it, it, it's it's gotten worse. Like it's there's a lot of requests for money, and I'm like, mm, no, close that off, bye. Mm. Yeah, no, I, oh. I refuse to get into it. Moni says, "OMG, I haven't done today's Wordle yet." That's literally the yeah. only other game that I've played. Yeah. I love <laughs> my Ludal and Wordle. Wordle, I tried. Oh, I did one of those. Ones. Yeah, do you guys not do Loodle? That's the best. No. No, I did it once and the word was poop. It's, and I was upset filthy. because Yeah, I was upset because poop is not a swear word. Oh Loodle. Okay, I get it. Loodle. Mm. Not it. like not loo as in like where you go poo. Like loodle <laughs> as in like thick. That's the loodle. Got it. All right, let's go into what's been splitting headlines. Ed, what's been let's. splitting headlines? Let's um, so one thing I wanted to start with on a much more serious note is um, obviously there are awful things going on in the world, um, particularly in Ukraine. Um, and that's not something that we're really going to discuss. This is a nice, fun place for people to take their mind off things. Um, but I did at least want to mention that there has been a response from a lot of people in the games industry um, about giving support, giving humanitarian aid, uh, giving money. Um, the latest of which is Pokemon that literally about an hour before we started um, have donated a load of money. Um, you've also got Ubisoft, Unity, 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 Unity. I was thinking, yeah. Ubisoft or Ubisoft. That's another question. I say mm. Ubisoft anyway. No, it's Ubisoft. It's, it's a dick joke. Do you know that? It's a dick joke. Yeah. Like Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I've always wow. called it that too. Yeah, I go Ubisoft. Anyway, Ubisoft, Unity, THQ, um, CD Projekt Red, a lot of them are donating money. Um, CD Projekt, obviously The Witcher and Cyberpunk, they have also stopped selling any of their games in Russia. Mm. Um, and I think some other companies might also be following suit now. So Apple. there I is also... a big response for that. And I just 
wanted to mention it without discussing too much. Yeah, I also saw that Stalker is being delayed because that's a Ukraine developer as well. It is. It is. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can get that out you know, at some point. Hopefully they, yeah. hopefully they stay safe, much more importantly, before then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's obviously the big news of the week. But in very silly video game news by comparison, um, we've been talking about Elden Ring. And the sales of that came out earlier today. And Elden Ring is the biggest non-Call of Duty or FIFA UK launch since Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, every year, Call of Duty and FIFA are the biggest games. They sell the most copies, blah, blah, blah. It's expected. They're huge franchises. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 was back in 2018. So Elden Ring is the biggest game, basically, since Red Dead Redemption. And considering this is a Souls game and it's difficult and it's a niche game that people didn't think necessarily was going to sell that well, it's selling a lot. Like, as Amanda is proof of, newcomers are coming to this to this series and getting really, really into it. Um, whether that's the review scores or George R. R. Martin's name on it or just being excited about a big fantasy game, um, everyone is playing this game. It is. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it for however long. It is the game of the moment. And I read it's also outsold by nearly two, well, over two to one, um, Horizon Forbidden West. Two and a half times. Two and a half, yeah. That's more than Horizon. Yeah. And if you think about the amount of money that Sony have spent on advertising. (laughs) Outsold. Outsold. That was the the headline. I mean, Horizon also (laughs) was a PlayStation exclusive, so that's definitely not helped. There is that. Mm -hmm. There is that. Um, most physical sales of Elden Ring were on PlayStation, um, but overall 68% have been downloads as opposed to physical sales. I read that there were more physical sales on PC than Xbox. Um, yes, most were on PlayStation. But the PC over Xbox. Oh, it's interesting. Hmm. There you go. Mm. There and um, Threat says, wait, George R.R. Martin has something to do with it? Well, vaguely. Um, when it was, this is Easter the, <laughs> yeah, well, this is the, this is the interesting thing, I think, and what a lot of people are trying to get to the bottom of at this point. Um, when the game was announced, it was announced uh, as um, Miyazaki, who made the Souls games in partnership with George R. R. Martin, and he was writing the story. Now, anyone who's played a Souls game before will know that the story is very minimal, and, and as you'll know in Elden Ring now, the story is still very minimal. There is not much to go on. There's a couple of cutscenes at the start. And um, Ooh, they look gorgeous, some, though. Oh. some item descriptions, and that's about it. So how much story has been written by him is debatable. Essentially, I think what's happened is that he's written probably half a page of some world building to say this is the name of the world and this is the vague storyline and these are the names of the characters and then the development team have gone and actually done everything else mm. um so that's what people are speculating i love the um, uh, do you see the joke about george r, r. martin it was like okay there's uh there needs to be these giant eagles that attack you and then the miyazaki was like yeah with with swords on their uh with swords on their toes and he's like wait Wait, what? And he's like, yeah, and they're going to carry uh, explosive barrels and throw them at you. Like, wait, what? Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> there is literally, a, if anybody's not played it, there's, yeah, there are eagles with swords for talons and they mm-hmm. pick up barrels and throw them at you. <laughs> they explode. Eagles, and they're the worst. <laughs> they are. They really are. 
Um, he wrote a blog post earlier this week, basically saying, congratulations to the team, it's out, and has very much downplayed his involvement and been like, oh, what little that I did, give thanks to the team, which for me is just literally him being like, I wrote a couple of sentences and they've done the rest. I think at this point, George R. 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 Martin is a brand and to have his name on the box is, is enough his name to on the get box? people... I don't own a box. I bought it digitally. Yeah, and I've been like, I haven't seen I him any. I saw him at that in that first trailer, but I don't think I've seen much since with his name on. Yeah, he changed souls into runes and bonfires into grace, and that was it. Mm. Isn't there and a sword though that's made out of loads of other swords? There is. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's which is very it. similar to the throne. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there are probably some Game of Thrones Easter eggs in there if you look hard yeah. enough. I hear there's one behind Leonin. Leonin? Leonin? Lennon? <gasps> there is. What? I haven't gotten there yet because that's another one. I did one that, that last night. What is it? Yeah. I did it first time just to annoy Ben. <laughs> Who's Lennon? <laughs> oh, the one You'll that... find out. You'll find out when you oh. get there. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not there yet then. You're very close. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite a important boss i think story-wise i mean i got a trophy for killing it so i presume it's important i couldn't tell you who they are godrick no okay no 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 no. game change though like just future hint for anybody jump off the bridge you don't need to kill all the things in the way oh for sure changed my life i mean i still haven't killed him but it changed my life oh okay but yeah before this particular boss there's a there's a bridge Mm -hmm. and yeah you can just jump off and run. Mm-hmm. Always do that in Souls games. Don't kill anything. I, I left Just run my to the first boss. message. I was my very first message. I was like, jump off the bridge. But I said, like, go left or try left or whatever. It's, it's so satisfying when people appraise your message. Also, I think you get health, you get health flasks back yeah. when they do. Because I put one in front of a treasure chest being like, it's a trap. And it started getting loads of appraisals. I was like, yes. I didn't get very nice. I haven't got any. Um did you put um, do finger butthole or something? No, because I'm not that immature. Yeah, it's funny. Every, and I can also, every time. Every single time I laugh. Everyone. <laughs> every yeah. single one. I can also recognize what is a donkey and what is a dog because I have eyes. I met my first dog. It was a centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> In other game news that isn't Elden Ring, <laughs> <What>? um, <laughs> other games do exist. Really? Um, on the 25th of March, it's the release of Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Bloody hell, that's and, fast. I know. And uh, previews of that game came out today. And what also came out today is a free demo. So if you're interested in playing it, there is a free demo of the new Kirby game that you can get right now. It is essentially the first three levels of the first world. And if you complete the demo, you get a present code that unlocks some extra items in the final game. So that's a nice little extra incentive. So yeah, 25th of March. Oh, I might play Kirby that. And play the demo. There's no harm. Yeah. Also out on the Damn 25th of March <laughs> is Ghostwire Tokyo, which is the sort of Japanese horror game on PS5. And as a little extra free thing, there is a visual novel that you can play that acts as a prequel called Ghostwire Tokyo Prelude that is basically the story of KK and KK is the spirit that you work alongside in the main game. Does he have um, a guitar and is he naked? No. Oh. If only. <laughs> if only. 
Um, KK Prelude was the strapline I went with, though. Um, but yes, it's a visual novel. It's on PS4 and PS5. Right now, it's coming to PC on the 8th of March, so next week, as a little visual novel that you can play. So if you're interested in playing Ghostwire Tokyo, I'd say it's definitely worth playing this visual novel uh, beforehand to get a bit of backstory. I don't know how long it is. I haven't played it myself. Um, but it looks fun. Mm. Um, in more games coming out this month, uh, mm. the 10th of March is when Guardians of the Galaxy comes to Game Pass. So if you're yet to play it, you've got no excuse now because it's on Game Pass. Um, it's won however many awards for best story. A lot of people have praised it, even though it hasn't sold as much as Square Enix wanted to. But if you are interested in playing it, I know Ben and I talked about it on the Game of the Year podcast. Um, if you're interested in playing it, it's coming to Game Pass on the 10th. It's very good. Nice. Jink says, uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen news, viewers can expect to watch the fourteen uh, Final Fantasy fourteen letter from the producer uh, on at 8pm on March the 4th, which is tomorrow. It's tomorrow. So, and that's the next patch. So that'll be 6.1 and they're the ones that add extra missions. <laughs> Please look forward to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm... Uh, wait. I'm looking forward... Wait, am I missing the... Oh. I don't know what you've got to open, Ben. No, please look forward to it. I will. Um, yeah, I, I feel like already that this year's Game of the Year podcast discussion is going to be more... They'll be a bit more enthusiastic than last year. Because you will have actually played them. That will be one thing. But there's also... <laughs> I mean, I love Elden Ring at the moment. And we've got some really big games. That, it sounds like Gran Turismo is incredible. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm, we'll get around to playing that at some point as well. Yes. I, 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 I am genuinely bangers. excited to play that. Yeah. Eventually, it's just Elden Ring comes first. There's some just big bangers this year. Already. We love a big banger. Um, <laughs> speaking of big it's bangers. my uh, other name. Speaking of big bangers, there are three big bangers coming later this year at some point. I've got competition. You do. Which are Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7, <gasps> which are being re-released on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S uh, with, as an upgrade with ray tracing, higher frame rates, 3D audio, etc., etc. And what's really nice about this is that if you already own those games on current console or previous consoles, um, it's a free upgrade when it gets released. So it's we don't rare know for Capcom. when this happened. It is rare. It and is also, rare. Like, I just remember it, it played incredibly well on the PS4. So I'm interested to see how much of an upgrade this really is because yeah. um, I remember them, yeah, being pretty awesome before. So. Exactly. But people want. Do you think the it'll be the um, Resident Evil Seven will have a PSVR two compatibility? I was wondering that. It would be very interesting if it did. I mean, that's not till 2023 anyway. So that's that's miles off. Um, but yeah, so that's coming later this year. Also, if you play them on PC, there's also a free upgrade there, which is nice. Hmm. Also coming later this year, in time for Halloween, oh. is a Dead by Daylight board game. Mm. Now, I know there are lots of people that love Dead by Daylight. Um, and board games. An and board games. This is an official board game. Um, it is a Kickstarter campaign, which is slightly odd. Uh, which launches on the 29th of March. Um, and if you support the game, uh, then you get a free copy. Um, there are two versions of it. There's a standard edition for 50 quid or a collector's edition for 100. And the collector's ed edition gives you extra killers, extra survivors and extra maps. Um, it is essentially playing the game, trying to escape from a killer, 
however many against one killer. I think it's like two to four players against one. Um, so yeah, proper board game, f- official board game for DBD. Is it as bad that quality? Great. Or does it look good? It looks quite fun. Oh. Do you have to play in the dark and not be able to see anything? Like by candles? Yeah. Well, yeah you've, quite... got to get, you've got to get in the mood. That will... Okay, can I want to get we love, we love candles for a mood, for a banger. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> what was also added this week, which we knew about already, was sign language support coming to Forza Horizon 5. Um, they announced it last year. It's been added this week. It's a free upgrade. It's just a massive win for accessibility. Um, it's both American Sign Language and British Sign Language, um, which has been added to 150 in-game cinematics. Um, I think think this is the first game to add that ever, which is just a massive win for accessibility and really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And if anybody wants, because I've seen a lot of people be like, don't you have subtitles? But um, you can add a lot more expression and a lot more emotion and uh, to sign language that you can't with subtitles. Yeah, there is... um, well, I mean, you can read about it on Eurogamer, or you can go it? and read me, or you can go and read the blog post from Microsoft that I stole all the quotes from. Um, but uh, there are various people in Microsoft that um, are are either blind or, or um, you know, partial sight, um, who they've spoken to um, about adding in this feature. Sorry, Wait, that's not that. going to help, mean, is it? I mean, <laughs> I'm deaf and hard of hearing. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You knew what I meant. <laughs> um, deaf and hard of hearing uh, people at Xbox and at Microsoft and at Playground Games. Um, and they got other people to come in as well. And essentially, as you're saying, like subtitles don't work because sign language is is a language as people speak. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work in the same way that English does. It's not just a translation. Mm. It is literally its own, its own language. And for some people, it's their first language. And so having to read subtitles is essentially having to read in a second language as opposed to just having um, sign language for you. Um, and that's why it's a big deal because it's so much easier for those people. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. And the last bit of news that was announced earlier today, uh, the nominations for the 2022 BAFTA Game Awards have now been announced. I find it so weird because they do it now and it's like, well, we've already done all the Game of the Year stuff. So it just feels like a, a look back. It is, and it's all the obvious games. <laughs> like there are sixteen awards, and it's the same like four awards that have been nominated for everything. So leading the nominations with eight nominations each are Returnal Ugh. and It Takes Two. Wait. We're going to be which finishing, were, which we're going to be finishing after this. Yeah, uh, Returnal should win everything. It's amazing. Um, with seven nominations is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Forza Horizon 5 and Psychonauts 2 have six. Deathloop has five. So they're all the big nom- noms. <laughs> and uh, the sort of best game award, i.e. game of the year, uh, is basically Ratchet & Clank, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Returnal, It Takes Two, and Inscription as like a sort of random extra indie choice, which did review very well and people really like it, but it's a, it's like the only indie game amongst a load of really obvious choices. I mean, we know what's going to be next year. Well, later this year, don't we? Already. What, Breath of the Wild 2? Well, I mean, that's going to be there, but I mean, there's going to be Horizon. There'll be Elden Ring up there. Probably Gran Turismo. I mean, I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 or Elden Ring is going to be game of the year. Like it has to be, mm. unless something comes out and surprises everyone. 
I guess I have a feeling as well if they update Elden Ring to fix like the stutters and things, it's going to be. Because yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, I didn't really mention it too much earlier when we were talking about playing it, but there are performance issues. There are quite a few performance issues, especially on PS5. Like I logged, I loaded into a new area like miles away on the map. Uh, and as it was loading in, I, like, I could see things popping in all the time and like the grass just all of a sudden, oh, okay, the, that, glass, that grass has completely changed color now. It's, yep. uh, it is poor performance, especially for a PS5 because yep. it can handle it, of course. So um, it's not great. Hope they fix but, that. But what's also interesting as well, sorry, we can just keep talking about Elden Ring, um, is by comparison to Demon's Souls remake, which was a launch game for PS5. It was made from the ground up for PS5 and it looks and plays 10 times better than Elden Ring does. Um, Elden Ring gameplay-wise is it is is a step forward and is more interesting. Um, Demon's Souls is the first Souls game. It was, you know, a bit of an experiment for its for its time. But graphically and visually, it, it's a million times better than Elden Ring. Mm. Well, we'll just have to wait for a PS5 upgrade for uh, Elden Ring. Lol. Yeah. So anyway, that's the BAFTA Awards. Um, they are next Thursday. So I, I, well, watch us maybe if you feel like it and then go watch the awards. We'll find out who won. Mm. And that was the headlines. Of this yeah, that's the song. And we're now going over to seeing what's been splitting opinions. And it is actually a carryover from last week because we uh, there were lots of stuff. Uh, but, well, we only managed to speak for about 15 minutes because we had to go over to Gaming Mags for their stream. Um, but we've and, got... And who won Mario Kart? Uh, the last race was me. I, I'm the reigning champion of Mario Kart. Thank you for reminding me. Um, so we're going to be talking still <laughs> about games that we feel are underrated or overrated. Maybe Elden Ring will be uh, mentioned in this. Um, and yeah, but the thing is like in Discord, we asked the same question and lots of people answered and they had some really interesting things that we didn't want to miss. So we've yeah carried it over into this week. And obviously we have a new... Well, we asked um, Dona last week and they gave their full opinion. So now we can ask Amanda for hers as well. Mm. So, Amanda, do you have any games that you find are overrated or underrated? Um, I need to preface this by saying that I don't play a lot of games for a gamer, <laughs> especially like all of these games that you've listed. I'm like, I haven't played that or that or that. You don't or have that. to play a lot of games to be a gamer. That's no, true. If you play um, games, you're a gamer. If you play Wordle, you're a gamer. Hell yes. Mm. Um, no, probably my biggest overrated game is Overcooked. Um, I hate it. I think it's the Ooh. worst game. I can't, I can't, I can't. I hate it. I don't like it at all. You can ask Tom and Monica. We played together and I've never been worse at a game. It's awful. I hate it. You know Interesting. what? I, I'm inclined to agree. Like yes. it's fun for the initial thing where you can, it's kind of easy, but it's a bit of chaos. And then it gets like difficult and it just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I, I also kind of agree with you. Like I, I think it's fun until you get like there's one where it's like the two trucks moving and if you get stuck on one side and then you you just can't do anything like that is just annoying game design but i love the premise of it absolutely and it is very chaotic with like four players mm, but it's not fun where well, something like it takes two where you're working together i don't know it just feels a lot more rewarding that's a game that I've that Monty and I really want to play together. Um, so good. 
and I've been watching you guys um, not every week because I'm just terrible at watching Twitch these days. Um, but every time I see you, I'm like, that looks so good. So yeah, don't watch today because we're we're doing the final level at the moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just great, and I yeah, it's really intuitive. You can just look at it for a little bit and go, oh, it's obvious what they want us to do. We need to do this, and then work mm. together. But you can also completely terrorize your partner that you're playing it with. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tom's put in chat, people who can cook hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do I hate it? I mean, I don't hate it, but... Well, you can't cook. It was so. Moni, Moni said earlier, she's like, about me, I'm such a good cook, but I hate the game. Mm. So Tom made it into a quote. Yeah. Okay. I think that's completely fair. <laughs> I love it, actually. I've just decided. <laughs> <laughs> um, any game that you think is underrated? You've been playing um, like the... Not Professor Layton. I always want to say Professor Layton, but it's not. Who is it? Nancy. It's Nancy Todd. Drew. Nancy Drew. That's mm. it. Nancy Drew from Her Interactive. Um, I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> and they're so much fun. They're so clanky. They're so old. And they're just like, if you click in the wrong spot, you're screwed. Like I, there was something that I didn't tr get it to trigger. And I was stuck in the game for hours. And thankfully, Rick Watermelon looked up the guide and was like, oh, go and do this. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, it really helped. But they're fantastic. Like, I love them. I'm addicted. I was watching, I think, and... Laura Kate Dale. She uh, she plays them as well. And like, whenever there's yeah. a new one out, she always gives an opinion. And like, she's often just like, oh, it's the latest one's out. It's a bit trash. <laughs> but, uh, but I just love it. Can't stop playing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. just going back through. I've got so many in my library ready to go when I start streaming again. Just can't wait. And um probably my other underrated and it's probably not even underrated because everybody that plays it says they love it but i just think that more people need to play it and it's a short hike okay. oh yes very cute game that is probably and this is like this is high praise it's probably one of my favorite games i've ever played ever and it it's short it's short a short hike and literally wonderful. yeah it is the most delightful three or four hours i've ever spent in a game yeah i i i think i got it for free because it was in one of the itch.io bundles i think it was maybe the black lives matter one that i bought and it had loads of games i think it might be part of that but it's available in so many different places mm -hmm. and it's like you say it's like a couple of hours of an afternoon just chilling as a bird on a mountain and you just get to the top and it's mm -hmm. adorable yeah that sounds nice. You haven't played it, have you, Ben? No, I haven't. I always get confused because I, I, for some reason, when you say a short hike, I keep thinking of the one that was like a launch Apple Arcade game about traveling across. You're traveling ages and you have to kind of work out who's going to be in your car and you swap them out and stuff like this. I have no idea, but no. that's definitely not it. No, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Um, Jinx said I played it this weekend so good. Also, Jinx said that uh, Amanda got me hooked on the Nancy Drew games. Professor Nancy. Melum, okay. Go. When it comes to uh, underrated Melum, Melum Manon says, uh, I have to say, that, no, I won't get to the accent, uh, that uh, <laughs> Demon Souls 2, uh, or Dark Souls 2, is underrated. It's a consensus that it's the worst Souls-bornering Souls game. And I agree, but it's still a great game. Like 8 out of 10 instead of usual 9 out of 10 and 10 out of 10. So I may never play it knowing it. So do you think Dark Souls 2 is the worst but also good because that was the first one you played wasn't it Ed? yeah dark souls 2 was the first one that i played um and i played it through to completion so that's the that's a lie i played demon souls first um but of the dark souls games i missed dark souls 1 
even though I wanted to play it and then play Dark Souls 2. So for me, sort of Dark Souls 2 set the tone for the three Dark Souls games specifically. And in some ways, I kind of prefer it to one, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's by no means a bad game. It's it's very difficult. They added in some stuff to make it purposely more difficult. So I think for that reason, a lot of people don't they punish you off it. Don't they punish you for dying in it? Yes, it's the same as Demon's Souls, where every time you die, your health goes lower. So actually, it becomes more difficult the more you die. Oh, no. That sounds terrible. Backwards game mechanic (laughs) is that? (laughs) And there's an item you can get which then stops that from happening, but um, uh, only to a certain amount. It's not all the way down. Uh, But yeah, it minimizes your, your, your health. Um, and they Gosh, they they block it off. The Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, they they block off areas with Zero super health. hard enemies and like yeah, Dark Souls Two is uh, is a tricky game. But one of the other things I actually like about it, um, which I think they stopped, I think they added it in to stop you from getting overpowered, is that um, enemies actually don't respawn after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So. In, in the Dark Souls games in general, like you start the bonfire, you want to get to a boss, you die, you go back, you do it again. You keep doing that again and again. And you sort of learn the route and you learn the run and you keep defeating the same enemies over and over again. And that's why some people find it really boring. Um, but with Dark Souls 2, after a while, once you've killed those enemies a certain number of times, they don't respawn. And the point of that was to stop you grinding so that you basically can't get overpowered by just keep doing the same enemies again and again. But what it also means is that if you're stuck on a boss, actually those enemies will disappear after a while and it gives you a clear run. So actually kind of makes it easier. Mm. Which I actually quite like that feature. Mm. That does I'd, sound like a good feature. Have there been, has it been in the other games as well, similar to Elden Ring, where you can get to a boss without fighting, you can just run past them all? Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and that's the thing, you sort of do a bit of a souls-grabbing run where maybe you died somewhere, you lost your souls, and then you just say, right, I'm just going to run past every enemy, not slowly go through. I'm literally just going to run past everything just to grab my souls to make sure I don't lose them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, they added a boss you can do over and over that gives you over 100,000 souls. So they messed up. Look, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can cheese things. You can cheese things in Elder Ring as well. Um, yeah. I am uh, just want to go and play more Elden Ring. I see. See, Cipher's here, who's been playing Elden Ring as well. We've literally been speaking for about uh, an hour now of just pretty much ninety percent Elden Ring. Um, that obsessed, and uh, yeah, I am. Well, are we going to uh, say as well who we've got next week? It's all confirmed, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we have uh, pleasantly twisted. Pleasantly twisted is going to be joining us next week. Who has uh, a lot to say on Elden Ring, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to hearing her yes. thoughts. Really excited about that. Yeah. So it's from somebody like Amanda, whose Elden Ring is their first ever Souls game, (laughs) to someone who uh, who absolutely loves those games uh, and has got many, has got a lot of experience. Cipher was nice to the penguins. I love the penguins in Elden Ring. There's penguins. Wait, there's penguins. Yep. I haven't been anywhere cold enough for penguins. Me neither. Oh, they're not. Oh, it's not that cold, but it is by the sea. Okay. Well, now I'm going to be... Instantly even more excited. <laughs> I need to get through. I'm currently going through the castle behind uh, Magritte. So I'm... Uh, and I think I'm... I can probably get through there maybe tonight. So 
We will see. Please go to the crypt in the basement. I will. Then message me. Like yes. this is an order. Will this I be terrified? No yes. Oh, I need to find somebody. The somebody needs to talk to me about this because nobody else seems to have gone there, and I just need. <laughs> I, I have. I have. I have thoughts. There's something very gruesome that I've seen, but I don't think it was in the crypt, with lots of limbs. Mm. Mm. And somebody <laughs> gave me something that I wish I'd had ages ago. To make my sword a bit more magical. Ooh. Oh, did you did you take the tip that I told you? No. Oh, I never took fine. the tip. <laughs> Just the tip? Not the tip. Okay. All or nothing. Fine. <laughs> um, ben, back on topic. Sorry, where were we? <laughs> remind us. I think you told us last week. Remind us what your um, overrated and underrated games were. Oh, I can't remember. I've slept since then. Um, well, maybe you've got new ones then. Oh. Uh, um, I think Elden Ring definitely would fall under a little bit of overrated in the fact that there were that the performance is quite poor and that doesn't seem to have factored in um into the the scores with it being so high. But I, mm. the actual game itself is brilliant, and if people are just reviewing it on there and being like, you know what, it's going to get patched, I'm sure, then sure, it's definitely a ten out of ten for me. Um. But yeah, there are a lot of people that definitely overlooked that. And it it's not like the cyberpunk issue where people were where they were reviewing it on a PC and like a beefy PC would play it pretty well without any issues. Um, but also I think a few reviewers definitely did get built up into the hype for that. And we discussed Cyberpunk at length last week. But yeah, no, I, I do think that uh, yeah, big but the thing is though, uh, Elden Ring was kind of is poor across the board on Xbox, PlayStation, PS5. Isn't the PS4 version on PS5 the best way to play it, somebody said? Um, that's sort of what I've heard, yes. Um, <laughs> because the PS4 version on a PS5 essentially has the smoothest frame rate. But obviously oh. there is less detail in the world to make that happen. Yeah. Well, I'm looking so, forward to some... I'm sure they're working their butts off right now. Hopefully not too much, uh, but to get a patch there are out. patches almost every day tweaking mm. things so it'll be there and uh, i'm sure in a few months it'll be perfect but yeah it's good i'm glad that they're yeah to be honest actually i am quite glad that they've i know that you shouldn't do that and overlook it and just be like you know you're waiting for a game to patch to be perfect but if they do patch it quite quickly and it is great then it would be a shame if it had got low reward low scores because of something that isn't valid now yeah um but then there's also then there's the talk of do you do updated reviews do you do do you like a re-review a year later once a game's been uh, patched and had things added to it? Interesting. Good day. What about underrated? Under oh another overrated game that I just didn't get. Actually, I do remember an overrated game that I didn't get, and it's going to upset some people. It's going to upset a lot of people. Oh. Undertale. Oh, completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also um, Limbo. Oh no, I quite like Limbo. It's, it's a bit repetitive and bleh. Mm. Mm. Undertale <laughs> though, like I got about halfway through and I really love the music of it, but I just yeah, I just didn't get the hype. It's quirky, but that's it really. Yeah. But Melon loves it's, it. It's just loads of people love it. And yeah. please go enjoy it. I'm sure there are people out there who really, really, really love that game. Mm. Um it's just I just didn't quite get it. Um, I, I a game that's completely over uh, underrated. 
so I remember a game when I was a kid and I played a demo of it, a game called Rascal on PS1. And I remember being playing around with it and being like, this is amazing. And then I checked and it got like a three out of 10 on IGN. <laughs> wow. It might even be lower than that. It was one of the most poorly. How old like, were you when you played this game? Very, very young. And I remember the game, it was like, input your cheat code. And I, cr- I was like, mm, coins. Um, I was like, I bet coins is a, a, a pass. is like a, a, say a cheat. So I typed it in and it said cheat code accepted. Couldn't believe it. And it didn't do anything. That's so sad. Yeah. I'm sorry. And this is underrated. Oh, Rascal, boy? sorry. Um, I don't know. I quite liked it. It looked kind of cute. Here we go. Yeah, Rascal. Uh, the video game Rascal came out in 1998, so it would have been 10. And it got um, Edge gave it five. Uh, it got two out of 10 on IGN. Sorry, two out of 10. <laughs> One of their lowest rated games ever. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was more of a four out of 10, but it got a two out of 10. But that's as. That's just- much as I can remember. I mean, that's scraping the barrel on underrated <laughs> games, but sure. I was thinking of I going through my... Well, while you go through uh, the Discord, I'll, I'll have a look at my Steam library, because I'm sure there are some that are well, underrated. I haven't said mine yet. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Ed, what... oh, bloody boobs. That was fun. Um, Ed, what is your underrated game? Underrated game? Um, I feel like I often pick this one out if people ask me this, and it's a game by Platinum who make Bayonetta, um, and it's Vanquish, um, which is a third-person shooter um, in this kind of sci-fi futuristic world, um, and it feels or kind of looks like it's a fairly standard uh, sort of third-person cover shooter in a sort of Gears of War kind of vibe, but it's really not. It's got this kind of wild Japanese-ness to it um, that makes it really eccentric. Um, it's got, like with Bayonetta and typical Platinum games, it's got the sort of slow-mo in it. So whenever you jump um, over a barrier or you can literally slide on your knees um, and in slow-mo start shooting shooting bosses and stuff, it's got these really over-the-top bosses. It's really eccentric. It's really, really fun. And I think when people think Platinum, they often just go straight to... Um, you know, Bayonetta. And this is kind of, I was about to say it's the straight man's Bayonetta. Um, but that's, it kind of works <laughs> description because <laughs> you are playing as a, as a, as a straight white man, as opposed to a sassy witch, um, which maybe put some people off, but it is genuinely like really eccentric and really, really fun to play. Um, so if you imagine the sort of platinum vibes, but as a shooter, Go play Vanquish. It's genuinely really good. And I think it was re-released recently as a double pack with Bayonetta, I think. So go play that. And what about Overrated? Um, This is another game that I've mentioned on the podcast before, and I feel like I'm going to be hated for saying this. Better not be Death Stranding. You dare. Oh, that's a given. Um, (laughs) That got reviewed quite well anyway. I think that Dragon Age is really overrated. Now, what I do like about Dragon Age and what I think a lot of people appreciate about it are the relationships in it. I think that's something that it does do very well. Um, <laughs> Cypher, what? <laughs> Wobby? <laughs> I think it this does is, relationships Unsub to really him, well. unsub to him. <laughs> I'm not responsible for what he's saying. <laughs> um, I also really, I, I think the representation in those relationships is also really good. 
I just don't think that the story is massively exciting. For me, it just feels like generic fantasy. Mm. And I just, I don't think, the, I don't find the battles that exciting. Um, <laughs> like, and also I, you know, I don't want to keep talking about Elden Ring, but the sort of soulsy, sort of much more dark, sort of almost horror fantasy is just a bit more my vibe. Mm. Um even Skyrim, I think, is better than Dragon Age. Um, I just, for me, I would rather play Mass Effect than Dragon Age. I think Dragon yeah. Age does better relationships, but for me, Mass Effect has more interesting characters and and uh, stories and and uh, and gameplay. I just so, remembered my underrated. Yeah, but others also, I kind of agree with you because I finished The Witcher three and then was like, I want more fantasy. Played some Dragon Age Inquisition and was like, Ooh, this is like a boring version of the witcher uh, but i just mm. didn't get into it properly sorry again i'd rather play the witcher more as well um but an underrated game uh mass effect andromeda i really enjoyed that but i hadn't played any of the other mass effect games so i hadn't i didn't know what to compare it to and i played it and was like this is a really cool space game that's set you know so far away from our galaxy or our solar system i thought it was really cool and then everyone's like it's terrible Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. Sorry, Cypher. Skyrim? You're not a fan of Skyrim? Witcher 3 is overrated, says Melon. Oh, I love... I like... Breaking my heart here. really like Witcher 3. Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> come on. You say, why is why is uh, Dragon Age? Because you love Dragon Age, don't you? Me? I've never played Dragon Age. Oh, Dragon Age, no. Play. I thought you meant Breaking Your Heart. Oh, for... But Skyrim. Skyrim, okay. Yeah, Skyrim is Amanda's... Is that your favourite or one of your favourite? Oh, have we lost you? I think we've lost Amanda briefly. Oh. 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 Nope. Oh, there you no, go. You're back. You're back. Yay. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just people were like saying about Skyrim. And I was like, well, don't break my heart. I love Skyrim. <laughs> I feel like I should give Dragon Age a go. It's on Game Pass, isn't it? Of course. Mm, no. Maybe. Wait, who does Dragon Age? That's um, EA. Isn't oh, it's, it? it's EA. So yeah, yeah, maybe it is. On EA Play. Yeah. Maybe I should yeah. give it a go. People seem to love it. Maybe I'll stream it one day. I'll give it a go. In preparation for the new one anyway. Um, okay, what is the Discord saying? Um, you responded. I'm going to ignore it because you've already said yours. Um, Mr. Millhill, I feel like every Assassin's Creed game that I've played after the second one has been a bit uninspired. They continue making beautiful games, but the actual gameplay is super repetitive. And after a while, it feels like a chore. I imagine the same goes for Far Cry series, but I never played any after the third one. I completely agree with Marcus and Mr. Mailhill. I didn't make it through the first Assassin's Creed because I was so bored. I'm like, oh, I'll climb this tower and jump off. Oh, now I need to go and climb this tower and jump off. Like it really quickly lost its appeal for me, like really quickly. Yeah, like Valhalla, I've played 65 hours and and I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested just to see because I've been kind of sticking to the main story. I'm like, I wonder how far through I am. And I looked and I wasn't even halfway and I deleted it. <laughs> like within minutes, I was like, I just no. I'm sorry. It's not a full-time job. And it is so it is repetitive. There's some cool bits in it and the combat is fine. It doesn't it doesn't feel amazing. Too much padding. Too yeah. much padding. Give us a give us a an Assassin's Creed that can take 25 hours to finish, but have loads of extra stuff that we can do if we want. That would be perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 
Um, as for underrated, I feel like Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War were both superb, and the Nemesis system was something so absolutely wild and awesome in a new way that I was certain it would be copied over and over and over. But for some reason, they were mostly considered good, solid games. What's the game that's getting the Nemesis system? Because there's one that just announced. Um, there is. I mean, the reason it hasn't been copied is because it's literally trademarked by Warner Brothers. Um, but yeah, there's something else coming out, I think. But I can't remember. It wasn't like the Justice League or something like that, was it? I can't remember. But anyway, it's a really cool system. And yeah, you're right. You're right. I also, I think it was reviewed very well and it got like Game of the Year. <laughs> so I think it did get a lot of... Uh, a lot of decent... Uh, oh, Wonder Woman. That was it. Oh, do we know for sure? Um, no. Den of Geek said. There you go. So there we go. Um, Sret says, I feel like No Man's Sky is deserving of both the overrated and underrated title. When it first came out, it was so highly anticipated. It was such a letdown. But now that it's had so many updates, it's more fully fleshed out. And I think it's underrated by a lot of people who played it when it was overhyped. Mm -hmm. I am yet to play that game. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a game I've I don't put a lot of time into it, but Tom is in there quite a lot, and has been almost since the beginning, probably since the beginning. And I, I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of it, though I don't I'm not into the building type games, um. So that's where it falls down for me, and I don't play more. But I I think it's great. Like, and if you're into building, definitely go back to it. Yeah. I have a question in a well not so soon after this but like in a few months or so about games that were overhyped because there's definitely a few that were like, like cyberpunk and no man's sky and stuff that were definitely overhyped and maybe ones that lived up to their hype mm. future future uh, topic true. get thinking Sret also says I think the Ghost of Tsushima is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played but for the same reasons Mr. Millhill with Assassin's Creed I think it's a little overrated I found that I didn't feel inspired to finish the game because every fight was the exact same thing and the storyline didn't completely captivate me the way I wish it did I mean I've still sunk like 500 hours into it and fully completed the first island 500 um, hours? <laughs> I think, think it's that a... might be an exaggeration yeah. Sret, but sure um, <laughs> I, I know what you mean though like for me it just it was pretty, but didn't live up to, uh, didn't live up to the hype. I think some reviews weren't as positive, but I feel like players seem to really love that game. Yeah, is it? There's a weird like some games get like bad reviews, and then people just will jump on it and be like, "This is amazing!" Especially if it's a PlayStation exclusive, like Days Gone, with the yep. uh, Deacon Saint James, or whatever his name is, and uh, yeah. Like that game got what seven out of tens, and people were calling it a failure. And then they've decided that because it's a PlayStation exclusive, is actually brilliant. And if you can get past the first thirty-five hours, it becomes a really good game. Great. <laughs> so Cypher says now this is good. One. Horizon Zero Dawn is overhyped to me. It's a white savior storyline, and I'm so tired of hearing about it in the sequel. We we were just saying earlier as well, like how it's kind of just been. It's, now it's just disappeared. I mean, this adverts are everywhere mm. still, but all you can say I don't know if it's because I've replied and I've tweeted a few things about Elden Ring but my timeline is just like 99% Elden Ring right now Same. yeah yeah. Mm. I, I kind of agree with Cypher as well like I, I really enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn um, but I see what you mean about the sort of white savior storyline for sure and I think that it just was a really solid and well implemented version of that Assassin's Creed style of open world game and because it came out at the same time as Breath of the Wild, that was much more revolutionary. Um, 
that for me was a much more exciting game than Horizon was. And with the new one, from what I'm sort of reading about it, it hasn't really gone past that. So it still feels like it's that old style of open world game that is, you know, really well done and really pretty, but it's not pushing the boundaries of gaming in the way that now Elden Ring is for the new one. And it's been overshadowed yet again. I think I think Horizon, yeah, I wonder if it will get overshadowed at like the awards and stuff. And it just won't like won't will. make any appearance. I think it will. Um, a couple more from Discord. Uh, Cap says, overrated is Death Stranding for sure. Sorry, Ben, but it's just so dull. Convoluted, boring mess of a game. Uh, I agree. It, no. It got, it got slated at release by many... It was really weird because there were some reviews that were like, this is amazing, an amazing game, 9 out of 10. And then there was a few like Edge that were like, we were so bored, we didn't finish it and we didn't even do a review because we couldn't finish it. It was so boring. Oh. But I love, as you know, I love Death Stranding. But it's convoluted, yeah. But the thing is, like, it's weird, it's wonderful. And then they just kind of dump all of the lore and all the explanations in, like, one cutscene that takes about an hour near the end of the game. Which, I'm, you know, I thought, yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. But <laughs> That's called terrible storytelling. Yeah, but that's, like, one hour of it. The rest of it is just... One? I mean, the one hour at the end. All the other There's stuff... There's more than one hour. The game ends and then there's about another six hours to play, which is why I ended up at 5 a.m. in the morning being like, will this game ever <laughs> It's three end? hours. It's three. No, but there's that one hour where you're on the beach and the, and it's literally just somebody standing there and explaining everything to you. That bit, yeah. But then when they go and like, no spoilers, but like there's a flashback scene to actually what happened and what these visions that you've been getting throughout the game all linked together and how they look like. I thought that was really cool and really interesting. I still have no idea what a lot of the stuff meant in there, but it, it did feel like a decent ending and I was I was pleased by the end of it. But like Death Stranding, it's the epitome of the phrase, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And that's what I was enjoying. I enjoyed the journey in Death Stranding and the journeying and ben, traveling you around. You need to go out for a proper hike and touch grass. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to go to the... I'm going to go to... The Cotswolds are somewhere nice. I'm going to stick on some low raw and I'm going to just get walking and I will enjoy it. The soundtrack is very good. That is the one thing that is rated highly as it should be. And the music had already been released like 10 years earlier, so it wasn't even written for the game. Fine. <laughs> but it's still brilliant. Um, capped. Underrated would be Skies of Arcadia on the Dreamcast. It wasn't until a good four years after it came out that people realized what a gem it truly is. Absolutely fucking agree. Skies of Arcadia is an amazing JRPG. Um, I played it on the game. It was re-released on the GameCube, um, which I, I played it on rather than the Dreamcast. But it's so, so good. It's like oh, I played that JRPG, but it's it's all Sky, Sky Pirates. And you have like huge shit battles and stuff. And it has an amazing soundtrack. And it's just, it's so colorful and vibrant and amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it needs I, to be re-released. I played it a fair bit on the GameCube, and then I got stuck. I was like, you know what? No. <laughs> Speaking of JRPGs, actually, one of my games is The Legend of Dragoon. It was on PS1, mm. and I feel like people just don't know it, and it's one of, if not the only game on PS1 I've ever played, and it was fantastic. Is that the one that's really difficult to find? It is. Um, it's... I think it was released in the UK, but it's just there. It it wasn't released on PS3 as a download in the UK, but it was on uh, in America. 
I believe. So I think it's a lot more popular in America than it is um, than it is in the UK. I don't think it did very well in Europe um, because it was very much seen as just Square trying to uh, Sony trying to copy Square, uh, who had just released Final Fantasy VII. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's legendary in that a lot of people who did play it love it. And it's impossible to find and very expensive to buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like, I would love to play it again because I never finished it. I never played it. Because that is my life. I'm not finishing games. Um, but I need to find it Same. and play it and enjoy it and appreciate it all over again. Because I, it's the only game that, uh, like, back then that sucked me into that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mr. Wibble, I don't really do overrated or underrated. Horses for courses, as one might say. Such a okay. such a snobby answer. I know. But just because I feel Lost Ark is a basic time sink with a shoddy story and unimaginative gameplay doesn't mean that it's any less fun for others to play. Or that Monster Hunter, any version, fails to deliver enjoyable gameplay or an engaging storyline for an old fart like me. So shall let's or translate. Believe- Can we translate Mr. Wibble? Uh, Mr. Wibble said Lost Ark is shit. Uh, a monster yeah. arc is for people who don't like video monster games. Hunter. Um, yeah, monster. What did I say? Monster, monster arc. arc. Monster arc. Monster arc and uh, Lost Hunter. Lost. <laughs> Lost Hunter. Yeah. Both nice. awful. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then last one, uh, Matthew. In terms of, I think critically acclaimed games that I think are way overrated, Metal Gear Solid Four. That game is a boring slog through cutscenes interrupted by gameplay sessions that are at least good, but never engaging enough to really matter in the long run. The game was absolutely beloved critically, and I really don't get why, except that it was a new Kojima game on the newest console at the time. I do kind of agree with that. Mm. I like it, but it's very typical Kojima Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid 5 is definitely a better game. Also, if we're talking about games that are overrated, do we mean like critically overrated or people like love it and you just don't see why people love it? Because as much as, as much as I play a bit, I still don't get how people can play um, Dead by Daylight like regularly. Mm. I, I played it for like a week and still maybe 30 hours. And then I'm like, mm, I'm okay, never playing that again. I just don't get why people love it so much. I keep trying. But- People like different things. Everyone has their taste. That's perfectly fine. But Some people like difficult games like Souls games. Some people don't. Some people like Dragon Age. Some people don't. Some you people can like see, DVD. Some but people you can don't. see why people would love Dragon Age because there's so much, you know, there's the queer relationships. You know, it's a really deep RPG that you can really get into. Whereas Dead by Daylight, I'm like. As, as Wobby says, the weirdest thing about the DVD fandom is that they hate the game, but they keep playing it. Oh, yeah, like Felix. <laughs> uh, how are you? Uh, what game uh, do you like? Dead by Daylight yet? No, I absolutely hate it. What have you been playing lately? Oh, Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gamers love to complain. Oh, it's like Destiny as well. Oh my God. You go into the Destiny subreddit. It's whinge, whinge, whine, whine. Yeah. That's the internet. Yep. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Whinging <laughs> and whining and moaning. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up unless there are any other things that's everything on discord so we'll be back next thursday i don't know whether i'll be you know sat on a chair next to Ed or whether i'll be doing it live from uh from where i am uh you might home yeah you might have to host it and i'll log in with my zoom that might even work we'll see good we'll work something out we will uh 
Um, but yeah, join me tomorrow for my final stream from Cardiff, and I'll be taking a few days off after that with the move. And we'll be back next week, next Thursday, for Split the Screen, where we'll be joined by Pleasantly Twisted, uh, for, I'm sure, much more Elden Ring, and also a fair bit of Gran Turismo, I'm sure. Uh, and maybe the Kirby demo. So lots of stuff to talk about. Absolutely. And we're going to be playing some It Takes Two shortly. Yeah, just after, we'll take a little break after this and that. Well, it'll, we'll still stay live, but we will be playing some more. Uh, yeah, we'll be finishing It Takes Two um, following this podcast. But Amanda, thank you so, so much uh, for, for joining us. And Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for having me. I am glad you're fun. enjoying Elden Ring. Me too. <laughs> uh, where can we find you? You can find me a lot of places. You can find me on Twitch at SoulBodyGeek and Twitter and Instagram at Falamoyakrava. Please put that in the show notes so I don't have to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you can find the podcast Geek Herring at Geek Herring Everywhere. And who do you do that with? Uh, just some person. Nobody even likes yeah. her. A sidekick. <laughs> yeah, side, you know, whatever. Robin. Um, my co-host, Moni. Yeah, you're Batman though, aren't you? Of course. <laughs> Moni's Robin. Robin does stuff. Um, but all right. And uh, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Ed underscore Knights with an M. And you can see my writing on Eurogamer. Excellent. All right. And yeah, you can find us at splitthescreen.com where you can listen to all the previous podcasts. Um, and you can find it wherever, you know, wherever you get your podcasting uh, needs from. I'm Biggest Benish. You can find me twitch.tv slash Biggest Benish. Um, and just click on there and you'll find the links to other things as well on the on the about page. So thank you very, very much for joining us. Uh, stick around because we're not finishing the stream. We're going to go and finish It Takes Two. Uh, there will be a be right back for a few minutes. But until then. Big thanks to Amanda and uh, for everyone listening and watching the podcast. See you all next week. Be there or be split. I, I don't do that anymore. It just sounds weird. <laughs> sounds forced. Great.